This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Good, how's it going? Not bad. Also joined on this very special episode, and I think he would kill us if we did not include him, especially in this one, Intern Corey. Thank you for returning, man. What's up, buddies? Now, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it right now be joining me every day as Greg of the Dead? It goes back and forth. I... That the every week is just implanted in my mind. Every once in a while, I remember. Oh yeah, it's every day this month, which is amazing because it's Throbtober. Throbtober. We can't have Brett get in the habit of that, or he's gonna say that going forward after Throbtober, and then we're it's gonna be a whole ordeal. Then we just have to do an episode every single day, so it's three hundred and sixty-five episodes. So I'd be into it, but Greg is the one that edits, so I don't think he would like that. <laughs> yeah, no. I just talk. <laughs> Was that thudding sound, Greg, just jumping out of his window? <laughs> <laughs> My window's on the ground floor. It's just me going outside. <laughs> ah. right, so the Monsters 2022 is finally upon us. Look, this has been one of the most, I'll say, discussed movies that was releasing this year. Definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. We're even going into last year, Rob Zombie's sharing all these pictures on his social media, which I assume you guys both follow Rob Zombie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You saw 1313 on like he was like standing in front of it and stuff. He's like, oh, look what's coming soon. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And then immediately everyone who hates Rob Zombie was like, it's going to suck. Fuck him. If he touches anything, it's horrible. My biggest question with this movie, and I'll ask both of you. Who is this for? I think this was for himself. Okay, Brett? I would say middle schoolers. I could see you being in, like, a higher elementary school to middle school and loving this movie completely. I don't know. Because, look, it's PG, so everyone's like, well, it's, it's a kid's movie. But none of the jokes are kids' jokes. I don't mean they're, like, secretly raunchy and dirty jokes. But I mean they're, like, humor that old men would have, like, in references and things like this. But told it away for kids, and it's so weird. And, like, Munsters fans will have fun picking out Easter eggs and references, but it doesn't really feel like the Munsters all that much. So I am very confused on the target audience. And, Corey, I think you nailed it. I think Rob Zombie made this for an audience of one. Yeah, I mean, he's such a fan. He finally got these. He's been talking about doing this for years. Like how much he wants to make a Munsters movie. I think he, I think truly he made this for himself. And he just kind of hopes other people like it. But if they don't, he doesn't care. This is made for kids like me who grew up where there are few and far between of I would much rather sit and watch a universal horror movie than whatever shitty dumb fuck cartoon is on. Like, I grew up on Gilligan's Island, The Munsters, Adam's Family, Happy Days, um... And it's still, like, I was born in 93, so that's still a lot of disconnect between the 60s and the 70s of those shows and when I was even, like, and that's when I was born. So you're thinking, I'm in the Mm. 2000s watching these. You saying you were born in 93 makes my hip hurt. (laughs) Oh, we just covered uh, Hocus Pocus 2 not that long ago. 
and it's just like 93, 93, 93, like the entire way through it, and I loved it. I saw the original Hocus Pocus in theaters. Because they keep saying 29, and I love the fact that I'm like, I'm still in my 20s. I'm still in my 20s. It's not there yet. I don't know. I got two watches in. I watched it once on my own, and then Corey with you, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. But I have some thoughts. Did both of you get two watches in, right? Yeah, I got two watches in. Yeah, I watched it once with Liz last week when it first premiered, premiere day. And that day, after we got done, me and Liz both looked at each other like, that was odd and i watched it again today right before we recorded as is tradition for me and i enjoyed it more the second watch i went opposite i'm not gonna lie so i'm glad we have some contention finally back i liked it enough i watched it with Corey. i liked it enough maybe dropping a little bit and i sat and thought on this movie and you know that's a double-edged sword sometimes it goes up in this case i just kept thinking of things i'm like wait a minute they were in Paris around humans. Then at Mockingbird Lane, they see humans in our territory. I was just yeah. getting so mad, like, thinking about random other things throughout it. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I liked it. And that bums me out. But, yeah, not not a huge fan, to be honest. Now, I will say, after watching it a second time, and we're going to do the, our episode about it, it's going to probably be quite a while before I ever watch this again. It probably yeah. will be next October. Where Hocus Pocus 2, which I'm just comparing those two because those are like the two big brand new movies in this uh, same kind of family-friendly vein. Of I've watched that five times now since it came out. I watched it twice yesterday. Uh, I've only watched Hocus Pocus 2 once. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. I think you bring up a good point because when you have two kids' Halloween horror movies come out at once... And there's so much difference in quality. I think it hurts the one that's lesser for me. I'm like, oh, man. Because I watched Monsters first, and I enjoyed it much more then. And my second watch of it was after I'd seen Hocus Pocus 2, the other, like, kids' Halloween horror movie this year. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I I will say, you know, polling what I assume is the target audience. Well, let's see, alleged target audience for these movies. My my children did enjoy Hocus Pocus 2 better. Okay. I Your children were with us when we watched it the second time, and the funniest thing ever is when Grandpa first shows up and rises out of the coffin, your daughter gets this look on her face, looks back at you and goes, that doesn't look like Grandpa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to know. My, my, oh, my kids watch the monsters all the time. <laughs> This is my like, favorite. I'm like, oh no. It's like, like you said, the target audience looks at this and is like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, we have a problem here. <laughs> I did make the tiny mistake of when I first woke up today, I was like, well, it's Monster's Day. We're going to be recording about it. And I'm kind of getting ready for the day and cleaning up around and whatnot. I'll put on the original Monster show. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like, oh, look, Herman's riding a horse. Like, Grandpa's going to try to turn himself into a horse. And, oh, now he's a goat, you know. And then you go into this one and it's like, okay, I can see kind of what they're doing, but I shouldn't have done that. No, no, you should not watch (laughs) the original series in conjunction, like in close proximity to the movie. Oh, and Herman wasn't talking like this the whole time? No, no, he didn't scream talk through the entire movie. (laughs) Like, I'm definitely more in the Greg camp. After I watched it a second time, I'm like, 
It was like the first time I wanted to. Like I'm like I'm I'm gonna enjoy this by God. I just I'm just gonna enjoy it. I don't care if I hate it. I'm gonna enjoy it. And then and then I watched it when I was tired and no longer gave a shit. And um, I did not enjoy it as much the second time. I honestly I probably won't watch it again unless either my children want to or there's a sequel. I don't think we're seeing a sequel. Who knows? Maybe. But I know what you mean. Definitely. It was... I wanted to like it. I was trying to convince myself I liked it, but I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah. Like, I even posted on Facebook. I'm like, I found them both enjoyable. And now I feel like I should go back and um, issue a correction. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into this thing. The Monsters from 2022 rated pg Written, directed, and produced. What does that spell, Brett? It's an Edward trifecta by Rob Zombie. Aren't all his movies for the most part? A lot of them are, but not all of them. But we get the old school Universal logo. So very promising start. I was very happy. I, I love seeing the plane going around the planet. It reminded. It was like, oh, I'm about to watch Dracula. It's like, no. <laughs> but then we see Richard Brake playing Doctor Wolfgang and Floop played by Hagrid, breaking into a crypt. No, Floop was played by uh, Jorge Garcia. I, I know. I oh, okay. looks like Hagrid in here. That's all. He kind of does. It's, well, funny. He, it's Hurley from Lost. But he does, yeah, he does kind of look like Hagrid, but he always looks like Hagrid. That's just him. But they break into this crypt because they're going and getting like the best body parts to build a monster. And then outside of it, we see this zombie with a monocle and a curly mustache walking, turns around, and title card. I'm like, not like when Grandpa first shows up, not when we see the Transylvania house. I'm like, what is this? You're not the monsters. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) So right away, there should be some notes given to Rob Zombie on this. Someone should have said, why don't we move the title card? Yeah. You could have waited for the title card to the end of this grave robbing scene. Exactly, something like that. But he comes in, and Richard Brake turns around and knocks him out with the <laughs> gentlest hammer strike in the world to get that PG rating. Well, it's so great because he's like, because uh, um, Floop runs up to him, he's like, "Look, sir, he's a zombie." He's like, "Oh yes, I am." And do you really eat brains? It's like, whoa! On occasion, I like I, to. Fuck. I do enjoy a nice grilled cerebellum. Yeah, and it's really funny in that part. And then he like boops him on the head, and he's like, "Oh my!" And he falls over. And immediately, you know what kind of tone you're getting into. You're like, "Okay, this isn't going to be House of a Thousand Corpses, of course. This is going to be the PG Rob Zombie. Let's see what he does with it." But they take the body away because he is the world's greatest pianist and they want his fingers so their monster can play music. Don't you? Don't they know you need lawyer hands for a monster? <laughs> Once again, I don't think it's the body parts that do it. I think it's the brain. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. So suck it. You just agreed with me. <laughs> but we shut cut up, Grandpa, who I hate that I can't call him Grandpa. He's the count. Yeah. It bothers me. I'm going to refer to him as Grandpa. Deal with it, people. We dealt with this movie. But we get to him waking up from his casket, throws out his back right away, and Igor, who is not a bat, he's just a butler, shows up and cracks his back. Yes, played by Sylvester McCoy, who is one of the Doctors. Uh, the seventh incarnation of the Doctor from Doctor Who. Oh, ah. okay. And he's also in the Hobbit movies. I did zero research on this movie. No, I just recognized him, and I'm like... My Doctor Who sense goes off, and I'm like, he looks familiar. 
I do not watch a lot of classic Who. I love classic Who. We cut to Lily being set up on her date with Count Orlock. Grandpa hopes it works out because he's loaded and he's rich. And this is straight up Max Shrek Count Orlock. Oh, I love it. Nosferatu's here. And this part I do enjoy. Richard Brake also played Orlock. Yes. A lot of people played multiple characters because this was also like pandemic times that they were doing this. Yeah. Times in Hungary. But they had this date at this cool, like, monster cafe called the, the Boneyard Cafe. It is really cool looking. And dude, at this moment, I was hooked. I'm like, this is really cool set design and everything. Yeah. They have, like, a mummy waiter. Like, it's, it looks awesome. And, like, just everyone around them, it's super cool. I'm like, oh, okay. They still had me here. Like, honestly, if it would have kept the tone, like, of, like, these early scenes the whole way throughout the movie, I would have liked it a lot better. They order, he has a feed the baby bib on. He's like, do you like rats? And shows her all of his rat pictures. Which is a kind of nice little callback to Nosferatu if you're a fan of those movies, which I am. I'm like, oh, he loves his rats. Would you like to, would you like to scratch Pumpkin's nose? It's like, no, no, I'm okay. Oh, oh, he just looks so disappointed that she didn't want to boot Pumpkin. And look, since you did the voice, Brett, let's talk about the voice for a second. Okay, Sherry Moon Zombie is playing Lily Munster. I look, I'm always a defender of Sherry Moon Zombie. I know she's not like the best and she's going to get the lead in every Rob Zombie movie, but you know what? I like seeing her show up and stuff. Her Lily, though, I don't, I get what she's trying. She's trying her best. It just doesn't work right. It's so cartoonish over the top. Like, if no, she can talk normal once in a while. Cherry Moon in Lords of Salem was amazing. Cherry exactly. Moon in this movie, it's like she's doing an impression through the entire movie. She, she's trying so hard to be Yvonne DiCarlo, but also not be Yvonne DiCarlo at the same time that it, it just get, it, it gets lost. Yeah. Lester, who I did some research actually, has shown up in the monsters. I was unaware of him, but he is Lily's brother, is being summoned by Zoya, this lady with a crystal ball who he owes oh. money to. And who's her son? Bella. Well, but that's that's also that's also a callback to that's a Wolfman. an Easter egg for Wolfman, where Bela Lugosi played Bela the Gypsy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I heard Bella and I got super excited. But they want him to pay for money. He's like, I have my Dad has this place. It's great. We'll sell it. You can turn it into a casino. Calls his dad. He goes, I'll give you exactly two seconds and hangs up on him. Your dad was not happy to hear from Lester. Look, we get Orlock's surprise that he wants to show Lily. And it's just him dancing outside of his place under a bunch of neon lights to this disco vampire dubstep music. Yeah. Not going to lie. I like the song. I don't know. She she rightfully so goes, I'm gonna go and leaves. This date is over. Cut to breaking news on the television about the Vaughn Rothbone brothers dying. And the <laughs> newscaster here is Sherry Moon Zombie. And she does great. I'm like, okay, do that. Yeah, she, well, she's doing an extremely cartoonish character and stuff. I didn't, I didn't know that was her. Yes, it is. Okay. But so the deal is there's this one really stupid stand-up comedian who died. He's not smart. His jokes are bad. He was killed by a heckler, which was actually funny. That's a smart yeah. joke. 
was, I was laughing at it. And then his brother, the world-renowned astrophysicist, often referred to as the smartest man in the world, also died. But no one could confuse the two. Only an idiot would mix these two up, and they're both at the morgue right now. Yeah, only a complete and total moron would mess these two up. Remember that, kids. It's important. <laughs> Cut to Dr. Wolfgang and Floop. Dr. Wolfgang is like, now go in there and get the second smartest brain in the world. Well, why don't we get the first smartest brain? Richard Brake is a national fucking treasure, though. He yeah. kills it. Like, in this dumb movie, he is a shining light. He, he really is. Like, I would, like, if Rob Zombie came out and said, we're doing a Dr. Wolfgang and Floop movie? Yeah. Oh, I'm for it. 100% for it. Oh yeah, yeah Richard, Richard Brake is great in this. I even love later he comes back during the wedding and he's just drinking the whole time and he's like, he's your problem now. But he goes, because I'm still using the smartest brain. So I, he's just so good. But he goes in and of course he gets the wrong brain, Floop, when he's in there. Well, Floop's like, don't worry, I won't get the wrong brain, I wrote it on my hand. And then I guess it like smears. Yes. Do you notice the name was Shelly written on his hand, an homage to Mary Shelley? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They are cut to them making Herman, and they're coming up with a name. He's like, what are you going to name your creation? I don't know. And he comes up with Herman Munster. He's like, Herman Munster? I will not be calling the greatest creation ever this name. Well, I love he. It's not monster. It's month because at first he's like monster. He's like no monster, like the cheese because he's eating, he's a, eating sandwich. a sandwich. <laughs> but they do the old typical Frankenstein thing, bringing the life. Doesn't work at first. You get some. It's a live jokes where it's not actually talking about that. And then Ernie the, the cockroach. Yes, he actually is alive. Like don't speak. Save your words of brilliance for the unveiling. Next morning at breakfast. Igor serving Lily and Grandpa, and the TV comes on, which is some daily, t- like, daytime talk show in Transylvania where Dr. Wolfgang is showing off his creation. Do you know who the host is? No. D. Wallace. No, the, ho- the host was played by uh, the same guy that played the Count. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah Ezra Mosher. It was, isn't that the host? Of- oh, no. Oh, D. Wallace is the announcer. Oh, okay. Oh, like the, you know, welcome, the welcome to it. But the host, Ezra Mosher, was played by Daniel Roebuck. Who I was thinking, oh. I was like, if okay. they put uh, D. Wallace in like heavy prosthetics, because it's a guy morning host, but it's like, oh, they could do like, because it has like a extreme nose and you could tell it's just like a mask. So I was like, is there D. Wallace under there? <laughs> That's what I thought for a second. Like, why? <laughs> What's the same one? Why is put? Butch Patrick hidden inside a Tin Man. Oh, we'll get there. We, there's a reason why, but I hate it. But we'll get there. But they, he unveils his creation. Hermit. Well, he doesn't call him Herman Munster yet. Like, speak! And Lily sees him on the TV, and they cut to the classic, like, hearts behind her. She loves this guy instantly. And he doesn't speak. He just roars like, oh, how about some music? He goes and taps on the keys and smashes the piano. Eventually, though... He starts telling jokes, and you realize this is the brain of the idiot brother because he's doing his stand-up routine. Yeah. And this is, I, I think this is the first little hint you get of the new Herman Munster laugh. Of the... <laughs> okay, so Herman Munster was bumbling. He was clumsy, you know what I mean? He, yeah. 
like fall off of things, whoop, and stuff like this. But he could be a normal, like, dad, too, and, like, have conversations. Yeah. I don't recall Herman being quite so stupid. The only thing I can chalk it up to is this is, like, brand new Herman of he just was born, basically. And then the Herman we see in the TV show is, like, after years of experience, he's, like, gotten smarter. But this is, like, brand new Herman. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, look, people, it's going to sound like I'm complaining a lot just because I am. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to like this movie so bad. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did too, I know. But he tells corny jokes, they're all laughing, and then, boom, it cuts to backstage. Dr. Wolfgang leaves the other two to go live with the monsters and the lepers because he's a failure. And Floop tells Herman his name is Herman Munster, and... Cut to Herman headlining a show at the Zombie Go-Go Club. It's not Herman anymore. For some reason, Doyle from the Misfits shows up and is playing on stage, and then he disappears and Herman's back again. Eh, you're not wrong. But no, it is not Doyle, we will say. But yes, he's just this huge guy in a band. Um, I know the costume was actually used in an episode of The Monsters, like that, that oh. costume. It was mo- used in the episode um, Hot Rod Herman. It's oh. actually it was actually the first appearance of Grandpa's um, coffin dragster. Okay, okay. So is that the Dracula episode? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> where uh, Herman loses the car and Grandpa has to make his own drag racer to uh, to win it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you guys want to talk the show, the monsters, this could be a completely different conversation. <laughs> so. He his set is they play a punk riff tells a joke I won't lie I would love this yeah I would enjoy it it was fun in fact I think I'm going to quit this and go start doing that I don't have to edit doing that goodbye oh god damn it do do you really want to start a band again Greg Corey never never in my life Corey of the Dead step up you're editing now I'm not editing. I'm bigger than you. I'm the original member. <laughs> hey, we can napalm death this. <laughs> and just have no no original members left. Or like the damned, and there's just two versions of Throbbing with Horror out there. Backstage, Sherry Moon Zombie is trying to find Herman Munster, runs into her brother Lester. Uh, he She gives him some money, so he'll tell her where he is. He doesn't know, though. He's like, through that door, uh, one of the doors back there. Okay, see ya. Well, because she's like, okay, now where is he? He's like, where's who? And it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. He, she goes to the door, knocks, Herman answers, all love-struck but trying to play it cool. Like, oh, a date? Let me check my schedule. Shuts the door, like, yo, oh, yowza! Da, 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 like, and making noise. And <laughs> this joke goes on five beats too long. It's funny at first, yeah, but, like, this movie also, oh my god, I can't believe we haven't said this yet, it's almost two hours long. What the fuck? Why is this not, I was figuring when I pushed play the very first time, this was going to be an hour and 20 to an hour and 30. I saw almost two hours, I was like, how? What are you going to be doing with the Munsters movie that you need two hours? That's the downside of an Edward trifecta sometimes. They need someone to tell them no. Yeah, like, scale this back. There's a lot of little tiny parts they could have cut out and made it a tighter, faster movie, and I think it would have worked better for it. Yeah. 
Anyway, they're having a date tomorrow at her place. Her father will be joining them. They're both all nervous picking out outfits later on. And Herman is wearing a pimp hat with a just ridiculous. <laughs> and Lily Munster's picking out dresses, making Igor all hot and bothered. This is where my parents also watched this um, when it came out. And I was like, oh, what you think about it? And they grew up like around the disco era and they hated disco. And they were like, why the fuck did they shoehorn this goddamn disco shit into here? What are they doing? <laughs> like that was their biggest gripe is the disco stuff. I wish that was my biggest gripe. Herman arrives. And this part makes me laugh. This is legitimately funny. Like, Grandpa's up at the top of the castle yelling down to him, I'm assuming you're the Herman Munster I've heard so much about. What? And they're just screaming back and forth. And finally, Grandpa just comes down so they don't have to keep shouting, but Herman is continuing to shout directly at him. And he's like, why are you yelling? I thought that's what we were doing. It, uh, I won't lie. This this was funny. I'm like, oh, legit laughter. Yeah, that was, it was a very Mel Brooks, young Frankenstein-esque moment there. Well, this is a great comedy scene because the count is at the very top of the castle. Stories above. He'll be like, I'll be right there. Swoosh! He's right there. And Herman's like, ugh! Well, we cut to dinner and there's some classic dad and boyfriend tension. And the dad's just like making little snide remarks about Herman. So Herman's like, how do you keep an old, washed up, crabby vampire preoccupied? How do you? I'll tell you. Oh, in suspense. How do you? I'll tell you later. <laughs> that took five minutes for that joke to happen in real time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are going great on this date. I guess they love each other instantly. They take a walk in the graveyard together, and then we cut to... Again, this is why I'm like, who is this for? Because there is not one middle schooler or child who knows Sonny and Cher and is excited. Like, they're going to play the entire song and, like, do a Sonny and Cher joke? <laughs> but they do. I can say from watching it with a young elementary schooler and a young middle schooler... They didn't care. Yeah, no, no idea. But they, they do, they're standing at the club he plays at, dressed as Sonny and Cher, singing I Got You, and I instantly think of Groundhog's Day. Yes. See, I more thought, like, I thought of Groundhog's Day, but also Beavis and Butthead. That's fair. I can't hear it without thinking of Bill Murray hitting his alarm clock, though. <laughs> Good morning! And then there's also lots of other things. We see the worst costume in this movie, which oh, is Uncle Gilbert when they go to his beach house. Oh. He's the creature from the Black Lagoon, <laughs> and they literally bought the mask you can go to your local Spirit Halloween and buy, and gave yeah. him two gloves and put him in a trench coat. Yeah, yep. it's one. It, it's exactly that mask, which it's an amazing looking mask. You're not going to put in a movie. No. But to be fair, Uncle Gilbert in the in the series. That's what he looked like. Yeah, but that was also... They updated the looks of everything else, so Everyone. why not him? They gave Grandpa a mustache. It's true. I don't... I'm trying I'm trying to find something here. <laughs> he proposes at the beach. Of course she says yes. And, you know, I still don't know the plot to this movie. I finished the oh. movie. I don't know the plot to the, this movie. Finished it twice. There's not even, like, a will-they-won't-they thing going on. Of You know they're going to. But there's no part of, like, 
something happens where Lily thinks that Herman's cheating on her and they break up and Herman has to win her back. There's none of that. They see that would have been other. such a better movie. The first time they see each other, they love each other immediately. And 20 minutes later, not probably not even that, they're married. I can't believe I'm saying this. I wish this was more like a romantic comedy where, yeah. you know, you have them get together. They have the chemistry, some big misunderstanding fight where they split at the end of the movie. He wins her back. That would have, I hate that I'm saying this. It would have been a better movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. I was expecting that. I was like, I hate okay, you, that's I what hate you for saying it too. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like those kind of movies, but I'm like, that would have been better. Yeah. We get this thing after where, and this is dropped after this scene. The grandpa is making a husband spell, like to make someone more suitable for Lily. And he gets all the ingredients, and it goes terrible. And you get a tap dancing cowboy Elvis monkey, and that's the end of this. He just gives up. Can tap dancing cowboy Elvis monkey get his own spinoff movie? Like, I'm more interested in that at this point. I kind of do enjoy that they did throw a little bit of the grandpa monster getting spells wrong because that's like most of the show is like, oh, I'll have a potion for that. And it turns him into a goat. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, well, I watched the goat episode today. <laughs> it's it's one of those, like, this movie just lacks the charm of the original series. But we cut to the wedding day, and Lester shows up as talking to Herman before the ceremony, and basically tricks him into signing over the castle to him. One... What kind of legal system is in Transylvania? So you're telling me if your daughter gets married, the the new husband can just sign over your property? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I guess. The wedding ceremony is performed by, what's the robot's name? Tin Can Man. Tin Can Man, who in the show Eddie built for a science fair or school project or something like this. Yes. Oh. And... Here's the thing. Butch Patrick gets a cameo as the Tin Can Man. Dude, you could have told me that a cell phone was the voice of Tin Can Man. Because yeah. the second watch, I listened for it more. And there's no Butch Patrick voice in there. No. And I'm like, come on. Like, well, I would have even taken a walking through the background cameo over this. I get why they did it. Because Eddie built Tin Can Man in the show. But you could have him do that and another one or something. Come on. Because I know, isn't the original Marilyn the voice of the um, stewardess or whatever on yeah, the, the, the airline? airline. Well, yeah. that's a, it's actually it's the second Marilyn. Okay, it's uh, Pat Pat Priest, and he got he got them because they're the only two surviving cast members of the show. Yeah, but I get the voiceover with her. That's cool. Okay, that's like the uh, John Carpenter's done that with Jamie Lee Curtis and like Adrian Barbeau and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Did they stick this poor old man in this robot costume? Did they I make guarantee you not. No Did way. They make him record lines and they just completely garbled them? It was a cell phone call they held a microphone up to. I, I can almost guarantee it. Butch Patrick still goes around with the Dragula and does cons and car shows all the time. That's all he ever does. You know he loves it. He shows up in Winbur by where we live all the time. Yeah. He's here like two or three times a year. Yes. But that's all. I'd like, you could have did better than that. Come on. For such a huge Monsters fan, you're not going to put Butch in the movie? 
Yeah, he should almost be like not maybe not like a main character, but a supporting one. Like look at Cassandra Peterson, how she has like a cool little role. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, after the wedding ceremony, everything's great. Lester gives Voya the deed, and we cut to the Paris honeymoon. And they're just talking about how customs are so strange here. People just scream. They're walking around. They come up. Oh, he's And look. They're out of Transylvania, right? Let's make note of this. They are somewhere other than Transylvania without monster people all around, just regular people, correct? Yes. I just want to make sure we note that for later. That's all. Are they saying that the French are monsters? <laughs> no, I don't think that's what they're getting at. <laughs> but they're like, oh, these people are so rude. They just scream. They come upon some cafe with a mime performing, and of course you see a mime. I you, The mime's going to scream. The, the mime screams, everyone screams and runs away, someone falls into their spaghetti. I, <laughs> Not my spaghetti! <laughs> they see a newspaper left behind about monster stalking the sewers of Paris. They're like, Ooh. let's go find the little guy. Who do you think the monster is? Gee, could it be Spot? That is a fun little thing. It's like, did you, you guys have probably seen the Flintstones remake in the 90s when it was live action. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's how they got Dino. It's like, okay, I kind of like it. It's like, oh, that's how they got Spot. Of like, he's like this horrible monster creature everyone's terrified of. And they're like, look at the little puppy. I know, but he goes down there, they break in, they find him, and Herman wrestles him and they take him back. Brett, there is an old, like, WWE vignette. Uh, Brock Lesnar, like when he was a young, like fresh wrestler, where he F5s his finishing maneuver, a shark. Okay. They use like a rubber shark and it looks ridiculous. You guys <laughs> should look up the picture if you're listening right now. That's what Herman looked like wrestling spot. Oh, it's Bella falling into the octopus tentacles and having to move them himself to attack him. Exactly. But... They get Spot, they're back at their room, there's about to be some sexy time, Lily's in the bathroom, Spot's in the tub, Herman's on the bed, like, I'm waiting, like, all this kind of stuff, but outside of the room, walking up to the door, you see Grandpa, and he is fucking pissed, because he did get his eviction notice since Herman signed over his property, he's coming up the steps, he's all mad, and knocks on the door, Herman thinks it's the room service, he picks up a wine bottle Grandpa to bash him in the head with, Herman just opens the door, takes the wine bottle, says, thank you, shuts the door, knock again, goes, oh, opens the door, puts the tip in Grandpa's hand, and then, like, it sets in, oh, that's Grandpa. It's also funny that the tip is, like, a quarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but comes in, and then, like, sees Lily come out in her sexy outfit, and, like, oh, looking at the ground, but then he explains, this bozo son-in-law I have, we're homeless and broke, they've signed over the house. I want to say, sexy outfit for the 1800s. Yeah, that's. I know, it's also a PG movie. I don't think we're getting, like, baby from Devil's Rejects looking like Sherry Moon coming out here. No. I just want to make sure people know that it's not like she walks out in a corset and all this lingerie. She's in, like, giant... She's head-to-toe covered. <laughs> I wish. I mean, okay, back in Transylvania, we have everybody trying to figure out a plan, except for Herman, because he's busy watching Zombo. Which I've never, I don't think I've ever seen the Zombo episode of the original. Is it just I, a quick little thing, or? I, I, th I think it's just a one episode dealie. Okay. Like, Which I've Zombo... seen most, I've, I've seen it, 
but I it's I don't watch a lot of season two because it isn't as good as season one. Oh. But like and it's still good. It's still way better than this travesty, but uh No, it's 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 a quick episode that's like when Rob Zombie announced this, he's like, Oh, he's coming back after fifty-six years. I thought that's when he was going to announce what Butch Patrick was doing in this movie. That would have been good. Uh, Zombo also played by Jeff Jeff uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yes, he was. I thought it was Mosley, honestly, when I first saw him. I'm like, oh, cool, they got Mosley. Just because of the corpse paint and everything, I think. Surprise, Mosley was not in this. Exactly, me too. He was smart. But after seeing Zombo, he gets the idea, because he's an actor, goes, we're going to move to California! We're going to Hollywood! All of our troubles are solved! Okay, that that was simple. They call the real estate agent over there and get a house set up for them, played by Elvira herself, Cassandra Peterson. Yeah, holy shit. And it's cool to see her in a movie role. I, It's almost like Lloyd Kaufman. I'm just glad she got a paycheck. It's like, there's a nice exactly. little paycheck, Elvira. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, as someone who's met her at a con, believe me, she doesn't even need to get a paycheck. She's just fine. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I, I never get the "I'm hard up" vibes from Elvira. No, I think she's she's doing well. I enjoy her, so I'm glad that she got a nice paycheck. <laughs> I enjoy seeing her in things. Like I, I enjoy her, but like you made it sound like she was like like. Like, oh, she's no. hurting or something. I'm like, no. Oh, no. No, she's fine. She has a Ouija board that is themed after her. <laughs> it's sitting behind me right now. No joke. I, I convinced him to buy that. Ouija boards are not allowed in my house. I'll bring it over. Don't worry. But... I will pee on you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what threat was this? I said, I will pee on you. Okay, I was making That's sure I heard the correct thing. <laughs> wee wee boards. <laughs> <laughs> wee wee boards. Um, she's on the phone like, yes, but I should warn you, I will be going to a Halloween party right after showing you the house, so please don't be alarmed by my appearance. And this, this I like. This is this I like because you know. At, I, I told Greg when he was at my house, I'm like, oh, okay. Like everybody assumes she's just going to be in the Elvira costume. Then that was set up, I think, for that. Everyone got hyped. We're going to see like Elvira, Elvira. Yeah, I liked I liked the swerve on that. Credit where credits due. Good job on that. That's fair. Yes. Also, from here on out, this is what the movie should have been a lot more of. I get setting it up somewhere else, and then they go to 1313. 1313 comes under the last 30 minutes. It's like 25 minutes they finally get there. Yeah, and on, or you end it as soon as they get to the house. Right. That Also that, like the journey to 1313 is a movie, too. Okay, I will... I don't think Rob Zombie knew what mo- the plot of his movie was. There is I no mean, plot. There isn't. But Herman is drunk on the flight. He's enjoying his Shirley Temples. Oh, which, if growing up, uh, like uh, in the me and Greg remember, and you probably do as well, Corey, of the Shirley Temple commercials on TV, where it's the big <laughs> box set. I fucking hated that little girl. I hate Shirley Temple so much. Shove those animal crackers down your throat. 
I hate Shirley. I hate Shirley Temple more than I hate New Zealand. <laughs> the Shirley Temple Little Darlings collection can now be yours for three low payments. Oh my god, I forgot all the animal crackers in my soup. Yes! It was on all the Shirley time. Temple. Fuck Shirley Temple. But anyway, Herman is drunk drinking way too much on the flight. Uh the flight attendant is terrified of him and just jumps off the plane with a parachute. Pretty funny. I yeah. also love the part where um she uh they're like, Wow, it's kinda weird that they bumped it, uh, bumped us up to first class and everyone else went to the back of the plane. Like that and, just plays into what goes into the show. Yeah. And there again, they're on a plane with regular people. Yeah. And Man, so they know what regular people look like. There's also regular people in Transylvania. Yeah. Like, I, okay. I guess the only thing, like, at the end there, when they see him, because they thought everybody was, that's what they looked like. They're used they to translating off like that. They don't act like that. They act like these are hideous monsters that they're seeing for the first time in a terrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's... Also, want to point out, the people on this plane are terrified of them. This plane left from Transylvania. Right. How is this shocking? Obviously, Transylvania is a real place, then, in this world. With real monsters. Nosferatu, Orlok's there. Yes. There's mummies. There. There's wolf, wolfmen. There's mummies. There's Frankenstein monsters. Mad doctors doing experiments. So, with the plane taking off from there, I am led to believe that as the plane landed, people got off the plane to go to Transylvania, and Transylvanians got on the plane to leave. That's how airports work. How are the monsters shocking? And it's not like, I forget which Halloween town it is, I think it's two or three, when like the monsters will go into the real world, but they have to camouflage themselves and wear masks to like fit in. It's not I believe that, like that I believe that's three. Okay. Halloween Town High. One day we'll, we, we will get around to doing the Halloween Town movies. No, we will not. Yes, we will one day. I mean, they're not the worst. I enjoy them. Me and Greg were at a con the one time, and we were walking by, and there's a, um, I was like, holy shit, there's the mom from Ho uh, from Halloween Town. And Greg's like, no, that's someone from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, no. Your name is April O'Neil, mind you. Anna yeah. agreed with me. <laughs> Travesty. <laughs> I don't, I don't hate, I like the Halloween Town movies. They're fun. The mom from Halloween Town's also a redhead, so I'm wondering if that's where some of this started. I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, I, I also forgot to mention before they took off, the Count gave Igor a potion to turn him into a bat so they could come with him because Herman was like, "Fine, you can come, but Igor has to stay." I do have to say, we've there's a lot of little Igor parts throughout the entire movie, and I don't remember all of them, but I do enjoy his character throughout. Like he is good. Yeah, yeah, he was a good character. And it's funny how it's uh, Igor's like, well, I'm really old. I don't know like how this transformation will go. Do I have to? And the Count's like, yes! And so that's why Igor's always a bat. But they do meet with the in-costume Elvira. She's dressed up as a witch, and she screams and falls over when they walk in. Again, look... Well, I, I think this part's stupid because it's Halloween. People are in costume everywhere. Why are you terrified of them? But I will say, the two, like, 
shining lights in this movie were legitimately Cassandra Peterson and Richard Brake, of people who were like playing this so well. They know the tone that this movie needs. Those two do great and honestly are like breaths of fresh air when they come into it. Yeah. I agree. I want to also mention, because this just reminded me, because when she passes out, it's like, woo, 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 woo. There's random sound effects throughout this entire movie. There's slide whistles. There's like, wonk, wonk. It's like all these, like, Rob Zombie's like, ah, how do you do a kid's movie? I don't know. Throw silly <laughs> sound effects in there. Maybe they're laughing at that shit. There's no way to show Sherry Moon's ass in this movie, so I don't really care that much. I mean, there are the silly sound effects in, in the series. Yeah, but this is just, it's at random times they will happen. Yeah. But she takes, the, when she wakes back up, she's like, oh, your costume just scared me. Sorry about that. She's going to take him to the property now. They get in the car, and it turns pretty cool for a minute, because it goes like animated background as they're driving. And Brett, we do yeah. get an Edward reference right here. You see the flying saucers over Hollywood. I saw them this time watching it, and I was like, and it's like a split second, but I did get very happy. Yeah. They show up to Mockingbird Lane, and she takes them to this nice traditional house. And it's like, they also see the dilapidated 1313. They're excited, but then when they see her walking over to this traditionally nice house, it is funny when Lily's like, Herman, what is she doing? Why is she trying to show us that terrible house? And Herman's like, I think she's trying to trick us into buying that hideous house over there we will not be tricked ma'am we want this house we'll pay anything you're it's sold it's yours no do not interrupt me we will pay anything you ask am i to assume they got the house for free then i mean it seems like she's just happy to have it off her hands yeah yeah it's, she's like oh, this has been a pain in my butt for a year like one of those you cover the property taxes left on it, it's yours yeah Okay, so they should have more money if they were prepared to buy the nice house, and they bought their nice house. I have comments on that coming up here in just a few minutes when that part happens. But it's nighttime, and there's a Halloween party just on the street, like a Halloween block party. This looks like a great time. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm also guessing that this is set in like the 50s or 60s, because all the cars are... That model cars. Everyone's like later when they're the real people. They're dressed like fifties people. The best part of this movie when we watched it together was watching Greg and my wife try to figure out what time period this was set in. It makes no sense because there's neon yeah. lights, there's dubstep music, but there's also like horse and carriages. Like there's no time. This exists in the ether of every time and no time. Wouldn't at it be all. more? Wouldn't it be more like a flooping carriage? After Herman and Lily are married, they're, like, driving in that really old-timey car. Yeah, I don't think you can actually put a time frame on this. No, I believe that was the consensus you two came up with. But they go to the Halloween party. They're having a great time mingling with their new neighbors because they're all in costume, mind you. They all look like monsters, and so they think they've moved into the perfect neighborhood. They win the costume contest. They don't know why they won, but they're very excited. They win... What is it? Fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand dollars? But either way, a large sum of money for a neighborhood costume contest. I also went because during the original series, um, we know Herman works for like a morgue, right? A funeral, yes, a funeral home. home, yeah. And we never, as long as I, as far as I know, you never see the other people at the funeral home. It's always just like, well, I'm going to work now. Um, you do, you do see his boss every once. You do see Mister Gateman 
every okay. once in a while. I because I was going to say I enjoy that we get to see the three funeral home owners and like they're like kind of like ghoulish themselves and it just seems like they're probably kind of like that all the time just minus the Halloween makeup. Because Grandpa says, if anyone's hiring, my bozo son-in-law is looking for a job. And he just gets approached and given a job. There are no problems in this movie. For real, no. like, the biggest one losing the house is instantly solved. With no headache at all. He meets Lily. Oh, instantly married. Like, no trouble in the relationship at all. Moves here, instant job. Like, in a minute, instant, like, answer to their problems. There is no, like, struggle in any of this. No, you yeah. can do a kids movie and still have struggles. Most yes. kids movies have struggles, like every single Disney movie. Yeah, and some of them are like major issues they will tackle. This is just so like everything works out. You can just stumble through life and everything's fine. Elsa has more problems than the monsters. I do want to mention the one joke I liked a lot when the funeral workers are talking to him. He's like, have you heard about the new glass coffins? <laughs> are they successful? Remains to be seen. <laughs> some of his jokes some of his jokes were good, yeah. but none of them were Phoebe from Afterlife good. True. What do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> but next day. <laughs> Herman is leaving for work. He goes outside and he's terrified of all the non-Halloween costume neighbors. And he screams like it's the opening to the Dawn of the Dead remake with all the chaos outside. That's how he's acting, walking out his front yeah. door. Runs back inside and Herman and Grandpa are freaking out. And Lily's like, look at you too. I expect this from my father, but not you, Herman. It's what's on the inside that counts. He goes, well, then you better get me some X-ray glasses because I'm not going back out there with them. <laughs> and this is kind of uh, fun because during the show, Herman and Grandpa seem to actually get along. And this is almost them teaming up for the very first time of like, no, we're both scared. You deal with this. Yeah. But the knock on the door, like, we're going to go treat them with respect, whoever it is. They open the door. It's Lester who showed up because the money he got for the house, he went and gambled and gives them a huge undisclosed amount of money. They're like, we're rich. And everyone's celebrating and just making it rain bills in the air. So they're insanely rich, apparently. And then credits. That's the end of the movie. Usually I think, and that's the end. No. That's the end of the movie? So, during the Monsters TV show, Herman goes to work every single day, a 9 to 5 thing, like, because they're not rich. So, the whole, we got a big check, we're rich thing, doesn't make sense. Why does You're Herman right. work then? To get away from Grandpa once in a while. Okay. So, I mean, that's all I can think. Also... At the end of the movie, we do get, like, the plastic opening that we... I almost wish we didn't see leading yeah. up to this, because then it would be real fun. But I watched that a thousand times, believe me, when it came out. The oh, yeah. classic monsters opening with them in black and white and everything. That when Like, when he released that, that's what got me excited for this movie. That The very end of this movie, when they do that part, is my favorite part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's over. And it's in black and white. What yeah. Rob Zombie wanted to do this movie in black and white, but they told him no. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, Brett. I actually am glad they said no. 
not that I would have minded black and white, but my favorite thing about this movie was the weird color and tone and everything. Like, that at least was entertaining enough to get me through it. Like, I yeah. liked the cool colors of everything. Ooh, flashy colors. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's what it had to take to get me through it. I'm like, okay, at least this looks pretty. Yeah. And that's the monsters, so... Okay, my final thoughts. I, I'm just gonna spitball these. Should have ended with, I'm pregnant. Or yes. should have ended as soon as they get the house. It's yours. The monsters credits. Them staying outside the house. Honestly, would be a more satisfying ending. Like, yeah. it could have ended so many other ways. We didn't need half the shit in it. The My two favorite characters shouldn't be uh, Richard Brake and Elvira, because right. they're barely in it. Like, there's so much that could have been good in here, and all of it was squandered, and I hate to say it, Rob Zombie, because I love a lot of your other stuff, but holy shit was the ball dropped on this. I cannot believe the movie didn't end with Lily saying, I'm pregnant, and Herman being like, uh-oh. And, and falling over. As you go into the credits, you hear a werewolf howl. That Perfect, uh, right there. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay. Uh, what about you guys? Any final thoughts? Corey? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> there were parts I liked. I liked it more the second time because I knew what I was getting into. Kind of. I thing. wish I, I wouldn't have watched it the part. second time. I mean, it was give and take. There were some good parts. There were some bad parts. It's not as bad as all the Rob Zombie haters are going to make it out to be, but it's definitely not good. I'll say this. Rob Zombie haters should actually be happy because this is not like any of his other work at all. And I knew that going to it. I was fine with that. But this they definitely can't say all of his movies are the same because believe me, as a Rob Zombie fan, this was quite different. Yeah. 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 All right, let's get into the end of episode stuff. The Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead. Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Brett and intern Corey, where do you think we got with the monsters? Feel free yeah. to ask any questions. Um, are we counting the zombie at the beginning? Yep, he's already dead. Zero. Yeah, I'm going to say zero then. Well, you both got it. Count a dead of zero. Which, I mean, I expected coming into this. You yeah, know. I, didn't yeah, think I, wasn't expecting, I wasn't expect, expecting a body count in this one. Let's well, Greek's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting to my ratings from Dimension Z. Disappointed thunder noise. <laughs> Basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Oh, I have one. And it kind of fits into this movie a little bit. It would be put uh, Butch Patrick cameos. Okay. <laughs> All right. So a number sure, one. Sure, why not? A number one version of a Butch Patrick cameo, the worst version, is to not show him or actually use his voice. Okay. Oh, you mean one of zombie? The number ten version is he shows up and there he is. You can see him and he speaks. You mean what okay. Rob Zombie didn't do? Yes. Um, I mean the monsters. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It's, I'm going to just put it right there in the middle at, at 5 out of 10 Butch Patrick cameos. You kind of see them, but you don't hear them, maybe. Uh, it's not the worst. I still think 31 is worse as far as a Rob Zombie movie. 
I would still I like probably put movie. Halloween 2 worse than this one. I'll probably watch it again next year after I have already forgotten like what it's kind of like. So I would recommend a one-time watch if you're a Monsters fan and like also a Rob Zombie fan. All right, I'm going to bring you down a little bit here. I didn't hate it. I, I legit am not mad that I watched it. I'm kind of mad I watched it twice. I do think I actually like Halloween 2 more. Oh, I wow. like 31 more. I am going to give this two Butch Patrick cameos. Okay. You hear a sneeze in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely Butch Patrick's sneeze. At least you hear him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um. You want to hear that from a parent? <laughs> yeah, it's... Three and a half. Okay. Alright, so a bit of a fizzle out for the monsters, but hey, we got it. We were excited for it. This is what we get. Yeah. I, and I think that's why I went so low. Like I said, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Happy Throptober, everybody! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Which, this is one that for some reason it's been like one of the, like you said, one of the most talked about upcoming movies even though it's been out for like a little bit, even by the time we're recording this and you know, it's a little bit of time, people are still kind of talking about it and stuff. Yeah. The talk is getting increasingly more negative though. Yes. (laughs) That's legitimately all I think I can say on the monsters. Yeah. Unless you, I have nothing except disappointment. (laughs) Well, we hope that the monsters didn't give you a migraine throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.